Hey friends, welcome to the Empowered Homes podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to connect church and home and to give you great content and resources so that you can be better equipped to lead at home. Today, uh, I have special guest Steve Jones, Dr. Steve Jones That's with right. us. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about Easter, Easter and your family. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. But before we start, we want to give you uh, just some resources that will be attached to this podcast. Uh, at empoweredhomes.org, you'll find great uh, family devotionals. You'll find some great content uh, to prepare for Holy Week. Um, there's some personal reading plans for you personally to go through as you prepare your heart for uh, Easter, uh, as well as some great activities. We have a brand new one. Uh, before we jump in with Dr. Jones, uh, we have a brand new resource. It's called Emoji Easter. So as you go through uh, Emoji Easter, we have some really fun activities in here. We have scripture readings uh, each day, but uh, it allows kids from really all ages kind of looking at the emoji world, if you will. It's a creative, fun way for us to not only go through Easter, look at Easter, but also give some some practical um, things that tie into the emotions of Easter. It's really cool. So you'll find all of these resources at empoweredhomes.org as, as well as uh, a ton of great stuff for Easter. So Easter is here. Easter's next week. Um, that's when this will launch and you'll be listening to it and we'll have Easter the next week. But Dr. Steve Jones, welcome. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. Uh, so for a listener, uh, I mean, you're world famous. Mm -hmm. We know that. But a listener may not know who you are. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and why I wanted to talk to you about Easter. All right. Well, uh, first, I'm the teaching and training pastor at Kingsland Baptist Church. And for the last you know, six years, I've been, my primary focus has been on uh, writing the adult uh, Bible study curriculum for our community groups here, helping people immerse themselves in their word, in the word, but also um, as part of our, what we call a one, our uh, one conversation strategy to um, bridge the, um, the messages from the pulpit and give them opportunities to go deeper in community groups. Mm. Um, I also have spent the last maybe 15 years uh, in university settings. Yeah. I have academic training in um, graduate school. Towards the end of my uh, college career, I ended up uh, having to choose between going to seminary or graduate school. I ended up um, going to graduate school, always kind of as my ministry training, but um, really immersing myself in the uh, in Bible backgrounds. I told my grandma I got a PhD in Bible backgrounds. <laughs> I wanted to study the world in which the New Testament emerged. And part of it was to equip myself for ministry, but also it was to satisfy kind of a, a hunger I had uh, for the specific questions I thought were important about the faith. my um, I had all these friends who were becoming theologians or Christian philosophers, and the areas where I found um, most satisfied when I when I would seek and search for answers were when I looked at the, the historical um, evidence for the resurrection. Mm. I realized both um, at the center of Christianity wasn't a theological claim or a, or a philosophical claim, but it was a historical claim. The fact that on Easter Sunday morning, the tomb was empty, and this changes everything. Mm. And as I began to study more and more in detail about all of this stuff, I became fascinated by it, not just by how confident we can be um, in the historicity of the resurrection, but also, more importantly, how this kind of has a snowball effect. And um, people ask me sometimes, you know, you know, I have a question about this. Why should I believe that Christianity is the right religion? Or why should I believe that Bible is the Word of God? Or why should I believe? And there's these central tenets of Christianity. And ultimately, I say, well, I, I believe it because I believe Jesus, and I believe Jesus because he rose from the dead. Like, it's one of those yeah. things that it, it buys me so much more. And so for me, it became not just 
um, something that satisfied my own personal um, intellect. It became something that grew my faith and also challenged me academically and then made me propel my studies even more and put me in a place where I want to just communicate that to other people. That yeah. Look, this is what you can know about the resurrection. Here's how you can have confidence in it. And then here's how you can see all these other things that are true because of it as well. Yeah. So you got the credibility, the credentials to be able to, to have some, uh, what of authority on the subject to talk about this, both academically and in the church world. You've been doing ministry for how long? I mean... Well, I got my first ministry job in the in the summer of 1996, yeah. so so yeah. you know, 25 years plus. 25 right? years, and what I love is your heart is to take the academic, but also make it practical. Is what you said of of making this to where we can understand this and live it out, because that's ultimately you know we can be so heady or so you know, way over here, but what does this mean for my everyday life? And what I love is that's your heart. Uh, the other side too, one selfish plug for you. You, you have a podcast, uh, what's, what are we calling it? Foundations. That's, uh, that's, that's the, so the, yeah, the, it, it, the root of it is my Wednesday night Bible study here yeah. that I teach at Kingsland is foundations with Dr. Steve Jones. And yeah. so, um, if you can come up with a better name, let me know. But. Yeah. So if you are listening and you're like, man, I like that guy, he's got, it. you can hear more from him too. And we can link that. You can email us. We can get you all that stuff too. So Dr. Jones wanted to talk about Easter. We're going to talk about uh, Easter and your family. And like literally just threw this on you. I was like, what are three things that families need to know about Easter as we prepare our hearts and get ready for next week? What, so what are three things? That's what we're going to talk about today. So what's number one that's on your heart? Number one, um, the thing I want people to know most of all is that Easter is more important than Christmas. Wait, what? Exactly. I, I like my Christmas, man. Don't Everybody be stepping loves on Christmas. my Christmas. Everybody loves Christmas. And Christmas yeah. is important. Like Christmas is about the incarnation. There's so many profound truths about about Christmas. But it's one of those interesting things. Like we all have the we all have that experience of right around Christmas time, uh, Christians begin to ramp up their uh, their Christian apologetics saying keep Christ in Christmas and Jesus is the reason for the season. Which is all true, um, but there, there's no greater indicator that we're kind of riding the culture's coattails coat even then, that when um, that when uh, Easter's coming around and the church and the and the culture isn't going crazy about Easter, neither do we. Hmm. Um, I I said one time out loud, and I, I just thinking to myself, it convicted myself and it convicted other people. I was like, what would it look like if Christians spent as much time, energy, effort, or money? Just find out how much you spent on Christmas last year and see if you could spend, do the same amount of celebration for Easter. Mm. Because ultimately, Easter is the center, not Christmas. Yeah. Um, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 that if if Christ isn't raised, then your faith is worthless and you're still mm. in your sins. That the empty tomb is is the center of what we believe. And so how can we make that the the center of how we celebrate the, the year? Um, it's something that I, I had to confess that I didn't quite know how to do myself. Yeah. So, you know, we still celebrate. We have different things. My kids, we still do the Easter basket every year. They get fun things. But man, you're right. It's nowhere near on the level of Christmas. And while Christmas is huge and, and a big part of the foundations of our faith, like if we have to pick the climax of the story of the whole narrative of Scripture, like the cross and the tomb is, is that changes everything. Yes. And Jesus coming and being born changes everything too, but 
it's only because we know how the story ends. Right. If he didn't go to the tomb, we would be celebrating a baby. Like yep. there's not. And that's kind know. of why the culture likes Christmas more than Easter, right? A, yeah. a cute little baby. Everyone loves a cute little baby and shepherds yeah. and you dress your kids up in a, in a bathrobe and they pretend to be um, in the, in the uh, wise men. But when you talk about a cross and now you have to talk about why that man was there. Yeah. And when you talk about the empty tomb, you talk about something that people um, have a hard time explaining. So how do I tell my kids we're not doing anything at Christmas? We're, we're only <laughs> celebrating Easter this year. Yeah. You know, there yeah. is some balance, I guess. There is. With that, no, but, we should yeah. celebrate Christmas yeah. because um, the messaging we have gotten right. It's yeah. it is the reason for this season. We need to. I love the way in which recent years Christians have embraced Advent, getting ready for Christmas. Yeah. Um, but to try and find a way just to start thinking through, and I, I don't have a lot of answers, but I do know uh, my, my family and I, we've tried to say, how can we make sure we're, we're trying to emphasize, not just, as one comedian said, not just the standard uh, Easter, you know, Jesus risen, quick, hide the eggs, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, but trying to find ways to meaningfully center our lives around this one thing. Yeah. And I think for families too, and that's why we, we have resources. We have the emoji uh, Easter. We have a ton of other stuff of like, like, yes, we do great things with Advent and, and with Christmas, but really, like, this is where we could really see some discipleship and some growth as we celebrate Easter uh, and celebrate all that, that that entails. It's more than just having dinner as a family, mm-hmm. you know, on Easter or dressing up, which is great, having your special Easter tie. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But, man, what an opportunity we have for our kids, for our family to really say, hey, Here's why we're celebrating, and and to start new family traditions. Yeah, that's right. Like think thing. about all the things like a tree and stockings, and none of these things that necessarily go into the actual original Christmas story, but become part of our celebration. And we find ways of yeah. of, of reorienting our lives around the messaging. How can we develop new traditions that help us remind ourselves of the victory we have in Jesus because of the cross and the empty that's tomb? That's so good. So. Easter's more important than Christmas, but I think more importantly, just be more intentional this year. Maybe there's this year's the year we start those new traditions yeah. around Easter to make it uh, a bigger deal. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Easter's more important than Christmas. Number two, what's number two? Number two, uh, again, if, if Easter's more important than Christmas is controversial, this might be also sound pretty oh, controversial. And it would be this. Um, the center of Easter is not the cross, but the empty tomb. Okay, that's even that's even heavier. Like, no, no, Jesus died on the sin, on yeah. the cross for my sins. Hundred percent agree. Um, but if all Jesus did was die on the cross, then again, the story is is as Paul said. And you know, if if he's not if he's still in the tomb, your your faith is worthless, and you're mm. still in your sins. Yes, all, we know that that, yeah. that Christ was paying for our sins on the cross. But how do we know we we have victory? He had that he experienced victory over that sin and experienced new life again. Well, the empty tomb is the proof, which is why when early the early church um, shifted the day of worship um, from uh, from the traditional Jewish Sabbath. Most people, one of the questions people a lot of people ask is the Bible says about remember the Sabbath, keep it holy, and the Sabbath is Saturday. How come we don't do that? Well, the early church was like, we're going to celebrate the day. That's the more important. If if, if the set, if the last day is the day God rested from um, creation, well, the next most important day is the day He rose. Christ rose from the dead. They shifted their day of worship to the Lord's day, and the Lord's day they didn't uh, shift backwards yeah. to Friday. They shifted it to Sunday. 
So that verse that says, you know, this is the day that the Lord has made, what the early church meant by that is this, Sunday is the day the Lord has made, and he made it his day by rising from the dead. Wow. And so um, I remind that to people because there have been times I would go to I would go to Easter services eager to celebrate the triumph of the resurrection because the resurrection is is hope that that sin doesn't have the last word mm. and that um, and that God is triumphing over it and then one day He'll triumph over it completely. Um, but uh, I went I remember going to a, an Easter service one time years ago and I walked out kind of disappointed because it wasn't an Easter service it was a Good Friday service which was solemn. And it was kind of heavy, and it was about the weight and burden of sin. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people have a hard time celebrating Easter, because a lot of people come from church traditions where they spend the season in front of Easter, traditionally called Lent in some circles. Yeah. Um, they spend that time fasting and sort of mourning and being more thoughtful about um, their sinfulness and the need to repent. Um, and there's nothing wrong with with seasons of repentance and seasons of thoughtfulness like that. But but if Easter is anything, it's a celebration that yeah. sin and evil don't have the last word. And so um, trying to make Easter a celebration because it's about victory. Yeah. Um, that's what that's what I want to tell people. Yeah, and not I hear you a hundred percent. Maybe someone listening and be like, "What did he say about the cross? He doesn't think the cross is important." No, no. <laughs> yeah, just to reiterate, like yeah. man, like. Him going and was the pastor Chesterton the, mm. his famous pat, sermon of like it's Friday but Sunday's coming like there there is no Sunday without Friday mm-hmm. we know, we know that but Sunday's the big deal that's when he uh, defeated death and sin that because of that we can too uh, he took everything on the cross absolutely we're not downplaying the cross and, and what he did on the cross mm-hmm. at all I mean that is but. That's so true. There's so many times I, throughout the years I've gone to Easter service, and uh, it's like, man, we, we got to kind of walk out slowly and sad, but we should be, man, partying it up yeah. and celebrating. Christ the Lord yeah. is risen today. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's the that's the thing I, yeah. I'm reminded of, right? Yeah. The incarnate Bethlehem, uh, um, Bethlehem and Christmas is all about the incarnation, and it's an essential truth of Christianity. Um, the cross is all about the atonement and, and forgiveness and him paying for our sins. And it's essential to Christianity, but the absolute center and proof, proof that he was, proof that uh, he was God-made man, proof that he did die for our sins, that proof is found in the fact that there's an empty tomb. Yeah, which is a perfect transition into mm-hmm. your last. Uh, so first thing is Easter's more important than Christmas. Uh, I don't even know how I like saying it. How do you say it? The tomb is what? I said the empty tomb is the center the of center Easter. Easter, not more important than the cross, but right. it's the center of Easter. And number three is what? It's that because of the empty tomb, the empty tomb proves so many other truths about Christianity. Yeah. What like, does that mean? Well, it means that um, it means that it's like uh, it's like the meal deal at H E B. Like you go to the grocery store and buy this one thing, and you get all these other things thrown in too. Um, it's uh, if you believe that Jesus rose again on Easter Sunday, it sort of proves a, it has a trickle down effect or a domino effect. It knocks over other dominoes as well. Um, I, had a, I had a friend of mine who asked me, "How do how do I know that God exists?" And there are a lot of philosophers who do a lot of good philosophical work about argue, philosophical arguments for God's existence. I have an easy way to know that God exists because Jesus rose from the dead. <laughs> if Jesus rose from the dead and He claimed to be God, then guess what? Um, he's right. Um, I have a friend of mine ask me, how do I know Christianity is the right religion? 
well, if Jesus rose from the dead, then Christianity is the right religion. Yeah. Um, how do I know that the Bible is the word of God? Well, I believe Jesus, and Jesus believed that, that God inspired Scripture. Well, then guess what? Um, I can believe that too because I believe Jesus. And why do I believe Jesus? He rose from the dead. It's one of those things that um, if you buy this, and it, it, honestly, it's one of the, the big things I did to strengthen my own faith when I was um, growing up in um, in the church and, and started getting serious about academics and about Christianity, I began sort of saying, um, when I would have my doubts, instead of chasing a philosophical book or chasing a, an inspiration of scripture book, all of which are really great, I was like, oh, no, 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 let's, let me just remind myself, Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah. And if you believe that, there are all these other things that just kind of come in with it. Yeah. So, And I've heard it other ways, you know, crucifixion wasn't just a new thing. Jesus wasn't the only one crucified. There was, mm-hmm. there's plenty of people crucified and there was plenty of people that were uh, throughout, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that said that they were God, said that they were, uh, that were murdered or martyred. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one, nope. no one rose from the dead. No yep. one came back. No one said that they were going to, mm-hmm. no one said that they were going to, and then it actually happened. Jesus is the only one. Yeah. And it, that, that's the biggest thing because of the resurrection. Uh, we, we are secure in so much more, uh, be, because he, he said what he was going to do. He said, and it happened. Yep. I think a lot of times we're like, well, you know, this, this or that, or mm. different religions or different, uh, you mm. know, sects of, of, of religions, but this is, you can't deny it. Mm. Um, so not only in scripture, but there's also other accounts too, like extra biblical things that, that confirm this, right? There are, um, there are extra biblical witnesses to it. I mean, there are, um, Jesus was an unknown person in a, in a, in a, in the end of the Roman provinces. And so, um, we don't have a lot of extra biblical accounts, but what we do have confirms what we, what we, what we, what we have in in the scripture accounts. And we have the four gospel accounts. Um, and all of the evidence purports, uh, to, to support this one fact. Um, it's it's interesting. I heard somebody say one time, Jesus rose from the dead in confirmation of his radical personal claims to divinity. And that was the first moment when I realized, oh, the resurrection proves proves a whole lot more than I thought it did. Yeah. And so I began to just study research. And I honestly, I think one of the biggest um one of the biggest apologetics and defenses of the resurrection is the existence of the church itself. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. here are people who are being scared and persecuted and all of a sudden, they become people within you know weeks and months who turn the world upside down. Yeah. They're transformed from scared, timid followers to bold people who are willing to lose their lives for the faith. Yeah, they, a bunch of people encounter Jesus when he returns and then just changes the world. It didn't just happen with a, a guy. And there's so many other... We won't, we've got too much time to go into the theories of the mm-hmm. resurrection and all that, but... like. Because he lives, because of the resurrection, the church set into motion. And what's beautiful is from that moment all the way to today, we still see the church interacting and doing uh, what Jesus told us to do in Matthew 28. Go make disciples. And that's what we're still doing. Like That was the plan. That's going to be the plan. There's no plan C, D, E, F, and G. Like plan A is what was the plan, and we're still seeing it even today. Um, and it's uh, amazing. But it all is, it gives more evidence and proof because the tomb was empty. 
So Easter, man, I know we can talk all day on Easter. There's so much with it. But uh, for those of you listening, uh, those those are three things from Dr. Jones uh, that he wants your family to know about. Powerful stuff. If you want more information on your podcast, and you got more stuff coming too, which we're excited about too, um, you can check out all of that. But uh, for, for those of you guys listening uh, and taking these three things with Easter, I think a, a big takeaway is one, um, don't miss the opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity to leverage. Um, go buy your new dresses. Go buy your new tie. Yes. Create some new traditions around Easter. That's, that's one of the things I heard from you. And the other one is, is, you know, if you have coworkers, if you have friends, if you have people who are in your life and they're not real sure about the things of God and they're not real sure, I think one of the easiest ways for us to not defend our faith, but to defend our faith is to really examine and look at the resurrection. Uh, before we close out, do you have any resources for someone going, hey, I want I want to be more solidified on how I can have faith conversations with maybe non-believers when it comes to the resurrection? Are there just a few resources that you have off the top of your head? Um, yeah, there, there's a handful. There's a lot of them. If you, if you Google, um, just Google, you know, resurrection, you're going to come up with a lot of um, great um a lot of great uh, resources, some very accessible and some mm. some more academic, and you have to be waded through. I think of you know Josh McDowell's Evidence That Demands a Verdict. That was yeah. one of those one books that sort of shows uh, shows very clearly um, all of the he he gathers all of the evidence for um, for the resurrection and, and lays it out along with all the other possibilities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you can go. It's not just the chief claim of Christians when compared to all the other claims. It doesn't. It all the other claims, uh, you know, you know, seem silly at that point. Yeah, and that um, one's just updated too. He, a few years ago, he updated yep. that whole thing, so that's a good one. Anything yep. else? Um, I could probably name a handful. Yeah. There's there's several uh, inter- great uh, historians and philosophers and theologians who've engaged in public debates. There was a there's a book years ago called "Will the Real Jesus Please Stand Up?" and uh, by mm-hmm. by William Lane Craig, and um, will. Um, and the resurrection of the Son of God. There's all uh, several books like that 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 have debates between atheists and Christians over the best case for what happened on Easter Sunday morning. And it's interesting to not just see the case put for Christians, but to see the best case a non-Christian can do for trying to debunk the resurrection. And that just sort of strengthens your faith even more. Absolutely, absolutely. So create traditions, and mm-hmm. then for some of us, we we need to spend some time really digging in for our own faith. Because I promise you, you you spend the time to really dig into the resurrection, to dig into Easter. I'm the same way with you. I mean, it just solidifies so many things for me and just the deeper understanding of what Jesus did for us is huge. Um, and so we want to cancel Christmas. No more. I'm kidding. Uh, so those of you listening, I hope you just leverage next week, Holy Week, um, for discipleship with your kids, with your spouse, with yourself, to spend some time preparing your heart for Easter, because Easter is a big deal. Uh, we have more resources on Empowered Homes. Go check out our brand new one, Emoji Easter for you and your kids. Uh, we got a ton of great things on there. But uh, as always, you can contact us uh, at podcast at empoweredhomes.org for more information. Dr. Jones, thanks for chatting with us this this afternoon. Love it.